previously with the Liberators. Uh, and before he leaves, Jeffrey says, um, Sir, it appears that the Warforged Sabaton is on the outskirts of the camp again. Would you like me to shoo him off? Uh, yes, uh, dis dispatch with him, Jeffrey. That would be great. Thank you. So the door crashes open, and two individuals step through. One of them is just a human man wearing the the symbol for the High Oron uh, Lawman, and the other man is a much larger, wearing big billowing red robes, and uh, he has piercingly bright green eyes. Uh, and as they move into the light of the of the inn, you can see that he's a very beefy warforged man. He his eyes are sweeping the crowd. For a moment, his eyes pass over you guys. And he's like, Latesh, stay there! Stay right there! And he's moving towards you, specifically Korak, he's moving towards you. You round the corner and you see the whole temple, and you also see your brother Rinian standing at the top. And next to him is a tall but spindly Warforged with piercingly blue eyes. The Warforged has a strong grip on two people, Karasid and Talara. Another priest is shouting to the crowd about high treason shouting and you guys hear the words um those bastards they captured him they captured they captured gauntlet and then the dome disappears it is blackened inside but rinian's body remains on the altar the warforge interestingly enough is gone the first time i've been aware of it but i do actually know you know who father is and i actually kind of know where my powers come from now and i've formed a pact with him, more or less. You gave up Ichabar and instead forged a pact with your father. Yes. You've done some brash things in, in your previous lives before Korak, but that really sucks. And she's like, you can see her like just shutting down. She's just like, my god, Garasil? She's like freaked out. Do you know something about Garasil that I don't? Because, again, I have to remind you, I only know him in this life. Korak said, my pact is with Garasil now. Yeah. She heard that and she said, that really sucks. And what was on her mind at that moment was, don't you know that he killed your mother? <laughs> if this is your, your goal right now, to unite these shards, to get them together, then our goals align. We can keep going on hop, but we can keep hopping around the world trying to find potential theories of where this goddess might live we could keep hopping around the world trying to find garrisel but we're not it's the closest thing the best chance we get is to try to, to try to get in there and get what we came for can't just finish off this whole thing you always were an idealist son i was raised by the best <laughs> oh As Galley takes you further and further east, you all take turns standing watch on the prow. The air is cool and inviting up here. You can smell the richness of the trees in the forest below mingled with the salty air of the sea just to the south. You had your horse steward, Squishtop, the little Kenku sent to you by Doc some months ago to keep watch over your horses, send off letters to Doc and Landis to apprise them of the situation. The little steward had managed to procure a beautiful hawk for this task, although you're unsure of where he managed to pick it up. You all know what awaits you on the other end of this journey, and while you might have some slight jitters of anticipation, you are each strengthened by one another. 
You aren't going into this alone, and you aren't going for no reason. Medusa needs you. As shocking as her disappearance was, it's been an easier pill to swallow knowing exactly where she went. She's in trouble, but as of right now, not in mortal danger. It won't be an easy push to get her, but you know the enemy. As you pass off watch uh, one by one to stand vigil, the only question that hangs on the air is, will Galley please stop singing for one damned minute? I have a question. Yo. Did, is this enough of a rest for Roran to be healed up from whatever damage? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you Korak all, you dad all did to me. Benefited from a long rest. <laughs> you just call him Garrison, you don't have to call him Korak. Yeah. Korak. Korak. They need that man. They need that yeah. man. Know. <laughs> At least when we're talking about damage. So, you know. How much damage did Korak's daddy give me? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why is that worse? <clears throat> the deaf dad. So I think we need to do some recon on the Shrek's temple before we just walk up to the front door and start knocking. <laughs> um, I have one idea. Um, if you guys... I don't know. Unless you guys have other better ideas. And we, well, what's uh, your idea? Then we could judge what's better. We saw uh, Medusa in there, right? We saw him walking through the halls and everything. I can send an um, a projection. I'm not necessarily casting this, but I'll. Uh, I could project myself in there. And maybe walk around and do some recon without actually being in any trouble. Um, if I get if I get in trouble, I'll just disappear. But I'll be here on the galley the whole time. Uh, is that something that would still uh, trigger alarm if the guards see your projection? That's a good question. It might. Um, I've actually never used that spell before, but if I used Disguise Self before using Project Image, maybe a disguised version of myself will be projected. Mm. Uh, mm. I could, I could disguise as you know. We've seen what the Shrike Temple people look like. I can have something that resembles that to release me will be able to walk through the halls and get a lay of the land and um if i remember right we're looking for um the goddess to find the sh she has a shard of love in there right and then if garisel sorry korak's daddy is in there we could maybe inca incapacitate him and um Let's uh, take the sh take his essence, god essence, out of him. I kind of turn to um, Sanagar for, for confirmation because that's kind of confusing how that works. <laughs> Sanagar's <laughs> looking at you with like one eyebrow raise. He's like, "You want to incapacitate a god? Is that right? So what we need to do? I I mean, if you could strike one good strike with that needle, I right I, didn't." 
I don't know. I don't know if you'll we be have able a to... big old needle to take his essence out. Yeah, we got like a big old like acne syringe or whatever to stab into him. <laughs> it's a bone. It's a bone um, marrow extraction I think, needle. I think my only concern would be regarding getting in there if Medusa is in any danger, and if us sending an image in that gets discovered is basically giving them a warning that we're coming. Like. Do we want it when they discover we're there to be, you know, we're ready to fight, we're already there, or do we risk running an illusion that tips them off to us coming for us? That's a good point. They might raise their defenses if uh, if they see us, but didn't uh, Garcelle say something about raising the defenses already as he left? True, yeah. So maybe he knows we're coming for him anyways, or... I wonder if they'll make our entry easier then. They want us to get inside to wherever the trap will be. They might not have that much resistance until we're actually inside the temple. Yeah. And Medusa being on the inside might be able to help us too. Maybe she can find some other, I don't know, a safer passage in or underground tunnel or side door or something. Or you don't have to know, like, you need super special entrances into this temple, do you? Uh, front door and many other doors that are noticeable. I don't know any secret, secret ways in. Um, I don't know if Jeff would, because he's already been there. <laughs> Jeff, have you been there? Uh, yeah, I was held prisoners there. Yeah, okay, so roll history for me, Jeff. Something to be good to remember about this whole narrative. So let's see how, how, you, how well <laughs> Jeff can remember his time in the... Any insight on how to get in? Oh, um, I'm an idiot. My mic's been muted. Jeff, roll history for me. <laughs> Let go of the bike and just shoved us down the hill for a little bit. <laughs> I can only think about that uh, Paul Rudd plays on Cousin O'Brien all the time. That's <laughs> oh. that stupid movie called I can't remember. 25 good enough. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff oh, really knows his what history. Is happening? Okay, there we go. Okay, sorry. My, I'm fat thumbing so many. What the hell did I hit? F11. I hit F11 and it full screened my <laughs> notes, and then I was like trying to get out of it. <laughs> I'm a hot mess right now, guys. Um. Okay. Yeah. A 25. <laughs> so, so Jeff. You can very easily recall um, that you were brought in through, like, uh, I won't say like a back door, but there is definitely like a side entrance that goes down into some of the lower dungeons, which is where you actually ended up. Because when the uh, uh, adventure capitalists, wow, it's been forever since I played with them. Um, when the adventure capitalists like came in, they were brought in to do an interview with the Inquisitors the temple's inquisitors and you knew that because of where you were stored like that was pretty far down in the dungeon and now all of you were pretty much passed out for your like trek out of the temple which miraculously you got out unscathed other than the initial fight um but you you do remember that that the side door that you were originally brought in from uh was let's see you were brought in because I think that you were caught somewhere around on the west side of the temple. So it's like, you know, over here. 
So Galley's going to have to like cross either in front of or behind the temple in some way if you wanted to get to that door. Um, there is the front door right here. Um, uh, the front the front door being here is probably where the most activity is going to be. Um, it's pretty reasonable to assume that there might be another door on that side, and there may be. You know, Roran's got some experience having seen some doors around um, in his travels over there. Uh, Roran, if you want to roll history as well and assist this 19 okay um f so let's see roran you distinctly remember that there's a a patch of woods that overlooks like it's kind of up on a not necessarily a hill but it's not also not like technically it's not a cliff it's just a very steep incline um and there's a thicket that you had had many conversations with your dryad mentor uh and from that vantage point you do remember definitely seeing uh different kinds of doors um there's a couple that caught your attention with a 19 i'll i'll definitely give you that there's like there's a couple that you could recall looking like they probably lead somewhere down they look more like cellar doors than um doors going into the the top side of the temple and that i'm sorry that would have been that would have been on the east side of the temple because you never crossed like too far, right? Did you say east. <laughs> I thought you said west. Damn it, Chris! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd inform the team of that particular vantage point where I would. There are some doors on that side of the, on the east side of the temple. It's cellar-looking do doors. Do you remember are they guarded or just locked or? Just a roaming patrol I, or something? I will say back in those days, there really was no human activity that I saw until that one night where I had to, you know, they just kind of all of a sudden bust out of the temple to attack River Shroud. That's the only time I saw it. But I don't know what the status of their defenses are now. Gob's saying, Gob's plan is to make an image of himself dressed as a shrike priest to to what suss out the the defenses if i, if I could get well, we saw medusa uh yeah medusa inside the temple if i could get inside the temple just to walk around and see if there's you know um a big central room with that to keep their goddess or if it's all underground or if how like what the there's a series of guards or if it's just empty hallways or you know just to see kind of what what it like? What it's like on the inside? What we're facing? If it's um, I don't know, something like that. Well, I can Just go with to... you. I can disguise myself as well since I've been in there. Well, the um, project image isn't really me being there. It's just like it's basically like um, Luke in the Last Jedi. I'm just <laughs> I'm still on the ship, but uh... fire everything. <laughs> <laughs> I could go pick a fight with them at their front door and see if we could maybe draw <laughs> draw as many uh, guards to the front door. And then, meanwhile, we all sneak in the side or something. Ooh. That might work too. Um, okay, I want to be clear that this is all happening as you guys are still flying to the temple, right? Like you're all discussing yes. this as you're flying to the temple. Right. So, okay, let's pop over to Medusa real quick. 
if you guys don't mind. Uh, so Medusa, you've been down here for I want to say close to like ten hours. Eighty-five at the, years. At the eighty-five years, you've been you've been down here as long as Roran was exiled from River Shroud, and you you recognize the space that you're in. Uh, I think I already mentioned that you, you recognize it as being like the Shrike Temple. You bowled over some priests. So you're in this room. Uh, it's a pretty big vaulted room. There's a, um, I'm still next to the altar trying to pry. Um, there's like a, yeah, there's a stone in this mosaic that you, you can feel some energy coming off of. Um, so on this altar, so behind you, there's like a, a, a raised platform that goes across the entire room. Um, on the, if you're turned around facing it on the far right side from you, the stairway that goes up to this, the top of this platform, like a catwalk type thing. Um, it's broken. The stairs are totally shattered and broken. There's some statues all around this room. Um, there's a really bright stained, stained glass window pane, um, above you. Um, it's, uh, the light is, has been pouring down and then it went away as night fell. And then, uh, um, as you kind of were here through the night, um, you you know different lights and things pass over it. At, you're assuming guard patrols and things like that. So it's hard to tell exactly where you are. You know you're underground somewhere, but you're wondering where all this light is coming from. And so it looks like maybe they they have mirrors or something that direct light down through these stained glass windows. So you're mm -hmm. attempting to pry uh, a stone out of this mosaic on this altar. And the more that you try to get it out, the more you're realizing... I actually want you to roll an Arcana check for me. Okay, yeah, because I didn't care about damaging the altar. I just want to get the, the stone out. Yes. What is that? Oh, man. Oh, wow. There is... Uh, there's a really strong ward on this, like, this slab, this, uh, this altar. Um, you aren't making a single scratch... Not in any of the glass mosaic stones. Not, um, not in like the the weaker parts, the weaker looking parts of the altar. Like if you had tried to go like ripping it apart. So you've really thrown like everything um, that you have at this thing. Excuse me. Over the course of the night, um, I don't know how often you'd be taking rests and things like that. Um, but you cannot. You can't get this. This stone to budge now roll an investigation check as you're looking at this altar um this is just like something that's happened through the night right <laughs> okay investigation so after searching around on this stone altar for uh, a few hours um you notice that there's a i'm trying to think there's like a little section you push a button and this little section comes out and uh, it, like, pops away from the stone altar. And there's a tiny little hole. Not tiny. It's probably, like, an inch and a half round. Um, and it, it looks like this hole goes uh, in into the center of the altar. Um, and you can't really see the bottom of it because of the way that the light is in here. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I don't know why Chris is giggling, but <laughs> it worries me that I've said something. I'm now realizing that I'm describing a... a a hole in this altar. A bard would like this altar very much. <laughs> Damn it. I made a sex altar. That checks out. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's a... Uh, it looks like something is... <laughs> looks like something's supposed to be put in here. God damn it, Chris. It wasn't me. 
<laughs> you know what you did. Let's see. What are some other things you want to do uh, to try out in here? Actually, Jump I'm through. sorry. Roll another oh. investigation check for the room. The room in general. Okay. Well, there's a <laughs> there's Did a big door. Better. There's a really big door on the other end of this room. Um, That's a nice door. Yeah it it's uh it's etched with all this like really ornate um like artworks and, and there's some really cool uh metal not metal etchings but like metal wire wi- wire art if does that make sense like copper copper wires if they were you know bent and everything to make different patterns and designs and things like that I don't, anyway this door has a a really specific pattern on it um, and it's not something that you notice right away. Um, but I want you to roll, I was going to give you, depending on what your investigation check was, I'm, I'm going to have you roll a history um, as you look at this design on this door. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a wizard, buddy. You, Yeah, you sure aren't. Um, but you have been around a long time. Um, and so... I know a thing or two about doors. Yeah. So, let's see. I think for right now, there's something about this design on this door that strikes a chord with you, but you don't know right away what it is. Um, And so you kind of ruminate on that for a minute. What do you want to do while you're in this room? You said there was a ward on the altar? Yes. Preventing me from um, damaging the altar to get the stone out. Yes. Um, During my time, I would like to cast Dispel Magic to see if I could get rid of it. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh boy! Okay. Um, trip to the astral plane. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, it is our favorite mm-hmm. plane. Um, do you have any magical items on you right now? Uh, what do I have? I think I had like some lawn sword that had like it was like a flying sword or something. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I have that. Um. So you cast Dispel Magic uh, on this altar, and that um, that magical sword, it was, it was like it returned to you, right? It's like a boomerang, almost. You could throw it, it and it would return. It, like, flies around and can, like, attack people. Yeah. Stuff well, you like weren't that. using that, were you? No, that didn't really get a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, um, you cast Dispel Magic, and that sword uh, rips its sheath from your side, where you're storing it, Uh, and the entire thing flies across the room and embeds itself into a stone, like a stone brick, Um, and it, it, like, it it blasted off with some serious force, uh, and the altar remains unchanged. Maybe I'll try, um... Getting in contact with um, Rendrag, see if uh, he he knows what could possibly uh, take off this spell. Maybe something to do with this um, very sexualized slot here. I don't know what the Shrike Temple are into, but cultists in general kind of creep me out. So I'm getting a lot of good vibes over um, here. So let's see. I know that because the thing with with Rendrag is that he's one of the old shards, right? And Medusa's been around long enough to have that connection with him. Well, right now, you can't feel that connection at all. You are, like, you are as cut off as you have ever been. Ah. Okay, so he was only guiding me to a point, and I just got to an area where his influence or, like, that connection is limited. Okay. 
Could I investigate this slot, maybe get an idea? Is it like some kind of key or like would I be able to um, kind of have an idea of what kind of item I would be looking for? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's a key, like a slot for a key necessarily. It's too big around. It almost looks like you could put like a torch handle in there or something. Um, I guess I'll look around the room looking for like torch-like objects. Yeah. No, there's there's nothing nothing like all the light came from all the light that is here is has come from the uh, the skylight type thing. All the okay. stain, the stained glass windows that are any uh furniture or compartments anything um to rifle through oh uh, that's a good question there's like i mean like i said there's a bunch of uh broken statues there's a lot of rubble on the ground would i be able to know the statues at all yeah they, they the anything? statues all look like um different representations of well let's see there's so if you turn around from the altar to your right, there's a, a representation of uh, the god Handelhan. He's um, he's got a he's holding a book, and to your left, there's a representation of the goddess Virma, but it's it's smashed on the ground. It's been like torn out of the out of its like uh, it's like got a little space that's been carved into the wall. You know, it's been like torn out of that space and smashed on the ground. Um, and then if you walk through, like, underneath this uh, walkway that goes above your head, uh, to, to your right, there's a, a crumbled and broken statue of Korg. Uh, it looks like it has not been taken care of very well. And to your left, there's a, a statue of Garasil. Um, it has his arms stretched out um, like he's holding something, but there's nothing in his hand. And I think at this point, like, when you're doing all this investigation, we're getting a little bit into the early hours of the morning now. Um, and you, as you walk around this room looking for something, uh, there's uh, the sound of warforged footsteps. They're, they're not, like, it's distinct from armor. Like, you've been around enough of people in armor and enough, like, warforged in your time to know the difference. Um, you, you hear the footsteps of... Warforged feet, like, sort of, it's muffled, but you can distinctly hear the sound patterns that they make. Um, I want you to roll one more investigation check as you listen to that. Oh, okay. Now okay. you're awake. That's much better. Um, Where were you? Something, <laughs> something strange about these particular Warforged uh, footfalls is that they definitely sound um, a little bit lighter than you're used to seeing or hearing can't quite put your finger on it but it doesn't feel like as heavy of a footfall as you're um, used to hearing as i'm going around the room um looking if anything could possibly help me out with this altar could i detect magic see if anything else besides the altar obviously in the stone yeah absolutely anything popping up yes something other than the the like oozing of magic that's coming from the altar behind you uh, that's a lot more subtle um, than than other things. There's obviously some like m innate magic within you that's um, giving off some pulses, but also something above you catches your eye, uh, and you look up and you realize just how high this room is. Um, the ceiling is going really, really, really far up, um, but there appears to be some some glinting light off of a couple objects 
lodged into the ceiling. Mm. Um, and they're giving off a little bit of a magic aura. Any school of magic from that? Um, that ab- there's an abjuration school. There's a uh, an illusion school. There's a uh, transmutation. Um, there's... Uh, what's the one for teleporting? Uh, well, anyway, conjuration. Con- yeah, conjuration. Thank you. Um, there's there's a couple different schools of magic that are floating around up there. Um, and then, uh, as you're looking up, you hear those uh those footfalls get a little bit closer, and then the the door uh on the far end of the room that one with the ornate symbol on it that you couldn't quite recognize. Um, begins to make a, a sound. There's a, a bunch of clicking sounds, and there's something that sounds like some gears being turned, and it begins to move, and that's when you finally recognize that symbol. Um, you know that that symbol denotes... This is a <laughs> this is a really important room. Um, it's basically reserved for only high-ranking members um, of the Shrike cult, and you, you only recognize it because you had, at one point, when you started a cult yourself, had uh, taken some some liberties and created a you know a little bit of a room like this uh and the uh the door begins to open and and the the thing that really caught your attention about the symbols it's not just that hey this room is special but that this is like the other side of a lock that can only be opened by either the temple's high inquisitor or the temple's archpriest ah uh, and the door begins to swing open, and we're going to cut back to the others now on Galley. Um, as you guys are have been planning, Galley's been getting closer and closer to the uh, the temple. As you reach into the early morning hours, uh, Galley ends up cresting one of the final big uh, hills, and you can see the temple in all of its terrible glory. As it uh, it sort of looms ahead of you. Now, go ahead and roll perception for me. You guys crest, um, and there's a, a couple different flags out. Yikes! Um, uh, out front, Jeff has forgotten to look with his eyes. Um, everyone looked out, and he did like the uh, what's his name Chang from Community, where he's like a tiny piece. <laughs> uh, where he's just like squinting, but his eyes are shut. Anyway, that's not really the important thing. The important thing is that, um, that there's a couple bodies of uh, of pe- bodies of people. There's like a large group of people standing in a formation, um, and they have some flags out. Now, Randy, you're gonna you're gonna recognize those as uh, war banners. Um, so you're going to see immediately that the uh, the Shrike Temple looks like there because the colors of the flag are the Shrike's Shrike's colors, right? Um, Ignis, you definitely notice like uh, like you can recognize that it's a war. Like you've seen formations before. You've been in a, a military. You've been in a like different types of um, mercenary work. Uh, you work with soldiers all the time. This is something you recognize. Now, you recognize the colors specifically as being like, um, and I'm giving this to you because you are the soldier of the party. Uh, you've seen right. these colors in battle before, and you know that this is like a, an actual like main attack force. This is not like scouting party colors or anything like that on this banner that they've got hefted up. This is like um, 
the Shrike Temple is like amassing for war right now. Whatever, like any soldiers they have are beginning to gather out front. Uh, it occurs to you that you're on a flying ship now, um, and you might be far away, but you're close enough to be seen. Um, what would you guys? What are you guys going to tell Galley at this point? Are you, are you doing anything? Or are you just kind of coming in? Do you guys want to head to the thicket and do some covert reconnaissance, or do you guys want to head to the front door with a big distraction um, and let them know we're here? What was the plan we ended up on deciding on? I would rather, yeah, I'd rather go through the thicket. Yeah, it looks like they're getting pretty serious up front, so I think going an alternate road would probably be good. Well, let's tell Galley to drop behind some trees then. Stay out of sight of the main army. You got that, Galley? Yeah, bros, no problem. I got it. I'll I'll just duck into these trees. And then he's like, flies into the trees, and he's going like, he's going, as he's doing it. <laughs> Dodging between uh, trees and uh, and getting lower and lower. There's like some really huge fir trees uh, in these in this like forest here, um, and he ends up bumping up against a couple of them. And he's like, "Oh, oh, sorry, bros. Don't mean to get bumpy, but here we go." He's the best. <laughs> We're uh, so covert. I also want to send uh, my familiar owl just over to. To see if they could notice anything that we missed. Okay. A little more discreetly than a huge flying ship. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess yeah. like how many like general numbers in each of these bodies of people and how many. And I don't know if they're looking like they're ready to take off right away. Or if they're still like assembling all their supplies and still, you know, getting ready to go. Or if they're like, you know, ready to march at any minute, you know. Yeah. That sort of stuff. As yeah. Well looking specifically for how much time do we have uh yeah okay um go ahead and as you send your owl out then roll a investigation roll for me does this rely on hearing and sight yes okay so i'm guessing you're because you can like see through his eyes right yeah um but you can you're still aware of your surroundings i think so i have to look at the the spell specifically but okay so is it is it safe to say that you're like calling out to the others what you're seeing yeah whatever you tell me i I retell everyone else that we're with cool cool um so you you see uh, a couple different groups of people um that look like they're important one of them uh not one of them a few of them having like a four-pointed star uh that sits on on one of its tips uh, surrounded by oak leaves, like stitched onto his his battle tunic, Ignis is able to tell you that those are um, those are like their generals, as you're looking for. So there's five of those um, walking around helping amass the troops. Now you count just like in a very general way, you're counting like more than like fifty thousand troops oh, dang. Um, beginning to kind of mass out front. Um, with the man with the 18 you can see that the city of high oron is starting to uh bring out some war banners of their own like as i'm guessing because you so thor like as you fly him up um to kind of like bring him in stealthily um you know he can look over at high oron and you see some banners and uh the colors of those banners you recognize match both the colors of high oron but they also match the colors of the um 
the Primarch mm-hmm. uh, as he's like bringing his people out to to meet that. And um, so yeah, so you can identify five generals who are like helping direct things. There's a couple uh, colonels, couple commanders, um, a bunch of lieutenants, captains, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you're able to like place them all, and Ignis is help- helping you to identify what each of those ranks are. I don't know. Are you like making a map of them or? Just keeping a tally, or it's just taking a general tally. Okay. I just wanted to see, like, are they about to move out? Are they still like gathering supplies? Like, are there, you know, bedrolls all packed, or are they still like? Looks like they're still preparing. Yeah. So it's they're staging right now. Um, okay. But it's likely that they will start begin marching before the end of the day, um, because it's only like a six-hour march into High Oron. Okay, and it's early morning right now, is there? Yeah. See, I, I uh, turn to the rest of the group and say, I suggest we don't use the front door. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Agreed. But maybe with all this commotion in the front, we might be able to, you know, sneak sneak far unnoticed through the side door and find what we're looking for without drawing too much attention. Let's do it. Um, on that note, you guys are kind of like deciding to move in, and all of a sudden there's a tiny little, and uh, you look over, and Malachi is perched on a nearby um, railing, and he's with that pop roar and pulled out his uh, hand crossbow just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big big difference is that Garrisil didn't make a noise; he just kind of froze time and then um, um, appeared. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Malachi's just sitting nearby looking at you guys. Um, Korak, he's kind of got his eyes focused on you. And he's like, you sent for me? Oh, oh yeah, hey. <laughs> that was, was that like a few hours ago or? Uh, yeah, just like by the, in the evening, the night before. Uh, yeah, so we think one, if not both of the last two shards are in that building behind that group of 50,000 mean-looking people who probably don't like us. Yeah, probably not. What? I think we're going to take a side door. We're down one body. Um, so wait, say it was... okay, wait, hang on. Back up. Why Why the, Why the? in God's name are you attacking the Shrike's Temple? Well, we're not. It's probably going to turn into attack right now. It's more like we're sneaking in. Um, but our friend is in there. Uh, that's... I mean, that's the main reason we're going in there, but second to that is that we think the last two shards of mail are in there. Oh, wow. You're gonna, you're, you guys have been busy since we talked last. The last time we talked, it was just about finding pieces of the gin, right? Now you're talking about putting Malar back together? That's cool. Man, it's been a spell, huh? <laughs> I guess I should have been, I should have been a recurring character a little more often. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know about that, but yeah, a lot, a lot has happened. Yeah, well, yeah, it sounds like it. I've been, I've been out and about. I went to this cool, um, this cool plane where uh, there's this cool alternate reality where uh, there was like a bunch of samurai people and there's some kind of purple goo. I think uh, it was, it was weird. I spent some time there. Uh, I, I, I met some weirdos, you know, and uh, did, did some cool stuff. And, Learned a little bit about the other magics. I, I think I think I've got some things that can help us. We'll see. Any any um any progress on your on your machine? Which machine were you talking about? <laughs> Not really. 
The one back in the cards? <laughs> yeah, the machine that we talked about. You guys said that you you think that that you had a machine that could free the gin, right? And you're just getting some parts for it. You said you only needed like maybe another day or two to get the last part. It feels like that SpongeBob episode. Oh yeah, that was a bomb. These are bomb pies. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, funny. Um, I have it on pretty good information, pretty good authority that uh, that machine that we were gonna put together actually would have destroyed the gin. <laughs> His jaw um, kind of drops down like. <laughs> um, we were that little detail was omitted to most of us, and only recently have we kind of cleared the air about that. Um. And the person who gave us the information also really doesn't want us to have the last two pieces, so I have a good feeling that he's holed up in there. Well, that's, um, unfortunate. The way you guys were describing this machine, it sounds like it could do the job. But we still have the parts. Sure. I bet you... How hard do you think it would be to, to get the machine and, and get me a look at it? I might be able to do some some mumbo jumbo to get it to work. In fact, something I studied on one of the, in one of the other planes I was in might help me with this. I bet we could still get it to work. I bet you we wouldn't have to go through fifty thousand cultists to get back into the college. That machine was a, quite a ways underground, though. Um, well, it wasn't like a secret lab. We we, we don't, don't. I mean, we don't need it right now. We we need to help your friend. I can help with that too. Um, and he looks at you, Korak, again, and he's like, Something seems different about you. Did you... Does something change? You seem... And he, like, kind of comes over to you, and he's like... <laughs> and then and he's like... Your magic's changed. You don't have a pact anymore. Yeah, so this is a new jacket. Yeah, thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> My hair's the same, though. New jacket. <laughs> Yeah, um, is that how you would describe it? Am I, and I kind of look worried, am I, am I pactless? Is that, because I could still, I can still, I can still summon the Arcana, I can still, I still feel like myself, but there, there is a hole somewhere in me. And I'm not trying to be poetic, there, there's a hole somewhere on my body, like, <laughs> it feels weird, you know, something's missing, like. You can still cast spells and 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 touch the ar arcane because i mean you you're like mostly god i mean you know, like i'm not don't expect me to worship you or anything but i mean you are that is what you are so uh, it's no wonder you can still use it but i i imagine there's some things you're missing now that normally come with uh well i don't want to call it selling your soul but the mutual agreement but it does involve the soul. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm sorry that happened. Um, I'll see what I can do about your friend. Um, and this is like, so uh, I realize I'm not being super uh, clear about it, but like, Korak, this is your time to try to sell yourself to, <laughs> to no, I was Malachi. Saying. Yeah. Um, and I, th I think Korak might've been thinking about that too when he sent the message. He wasn't gonna throw that on there. Um, hmm. Well, do you know, Malachi? Do you do you know the the that previous pact I had? Do, do, do you remember? 
when you met last saw me, was the pact on me feeling more Elder god or was it feeling more god Deppy? Because I've been through two packs, actually. Uh, no, yeah, it definitely felt like something here. I couldn't feel the touch of Vicabar on you at all. Well, maybe a little bit, but I assume it's from that, that book that you had that's no longer with you. Did you know that that thing was watching you everywhere you went? Yeah, I kind of, yeah. Shit. That was kind of part of the pact and kind of not really a great point of the agreement. But um, in your travels, have you ever met anyone who's had multiple packs in the same lifetime? Multiple packs, yeah. Um, not very many people, but there's been there's been some people. Um, it doesn't happen a lot. That's that's a tough process. That's really hard on people when you give that much of yourself to another being. You know. I mean, I don't have to tell you. Most people don't survive after the the first pact. There's not too many times that I really feel my blood like I have when I've entered the pact or when I've cast a spell or when I've come close to dying. Um, and maybe that's what it is. My blood feels lighter right now without the pact. I'm used to having a greater presence channeling, channeling itself through me. I can go down there and I can do absolutely everything I can to save our friends, to try and find these last two pieces, to try and make sense of this whole, <laughs> this whole gin crisis. But I have a bad feeling that I'm going in slightly underprepared without a pact. It's it's been lifetimes since I fought without a pact, and chance has it you're probably one of the no offense oldest most interesting things on this vessel right now. And I'm willing to bet you have a lot of power you haven't exactly shared with us. Maybe it's temporary. Maybe it's something we can work out later, but I need you to share your power with me. He looks really, I mean, he's he's just like a, a tiny mouth and like two really giant eyes um, on this like little body, right? Like he's basically just a little pangolin sort of a thing without the armor. Um, but he looks pretty uncomfortable when you ask that. He's like, you know, the the djinn didn't usually get involved with the common folk. And and I don't mean to say that as like, you're just one of the common folk. Like, you're clearly exceptional. I used to be, uh, I actually have to admit, I used to be a pretty big fan of yours um, back when you were leading that crusade against the uh, the Shadow Realm. I suppose I could... I suppose I could make an exception. He's like, he's having this like internal argument with himself right now. Like, I, I know it's a lot to ask, and trust me, I'm only asking because we're literally getting ready to like jump off this ship and get into it. Like, we're talking potentially 50,000 people down there. It actually does kind of remind me of what it was like to chase down those unsavories into the Shadow Realm. Maybe consider it a trial offer. I know the djinn don't share their powers lightly. <laughs> And as you said, common folk. If for any reason, whatever happens in this next several hours just doesn't feel right to you, you, you take back what is rightfully yours. But in the meantime, how about you give me a trial then? I can guarantee I'm not going to feel like a common folk. He's, um, he's thinking about it. You can see it in his posture. And he looks up at you and he's like, Okay, let's say I, let's say I do this. I'm the last gen. Are we going to be able to to get the rest of them out can we free them free all my kin can we make that happen i kind of 
I kind of look at the rest of the group as I answer. I, I think that's what we're trying to do. I think that's kind of where our road is leading us now. It sounds like we might have a decent plan after finding these last two pieces and how to potentially free them and not just destroy or control them. Okay. What do you What do you guys think? They don't call us the liberators for nothing. <laughs> Have we liberated anything yet? <laughs> liberated food oh, wow. into your We've stomach. We've liberated Galley. Look how good that caused us. We've liberated our enemies from their lives. <laughs> you assisted in the liberation of Master's Point. And we liberate um, Renee Kahara's daughter, too. We, we did good stuff, too. Where did she die? But yes, we will free the djinn if we can. If we have the power to. He looks around and he's like, Uh, okay. I have one condition. If you figure out who it was that put all my people away, I want to sucker punch him right in the nose. I think that could be arranged. Uh, would you settle for his next of kin? <laughs> Does Korak actually say that? <laughs> actually, I was gonna say Meta. I'm sorry, Asa. Um, do we know that? Was that he? Did he seal them away? Is that known? I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's it's, I, it's I, get, some, I get the gin and the gods mixed up yeah, a lot. It's um, it's something that you know as Korak that Garasil is the one who did it. I don't remember if if you shared that with everybody else. Although I kind of think you did. I thought I did, and I'm trying to remember because I keep. Getting, I think it was on your way to River Shroud. I keep getting mixed up with the um the shattering and like when exactly the gin were sealed away, like when that occurred. Yeah, it ha- it happened much later than the shattering. Okay. Um, the shattering happened, and there was there was a time when that was just like the gods, the new gods were being, um, ascended and. You know, everyone was trying to figure out what the hell was going on because the world was in chaos. But Korak hadn't, I don't think, I'm trying to think if Korak would have, from the time that he was leading the charge for the the rift into the Shadow Realm, like that was over near Harpcry. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the, the gods were shattered, it ended up um, sealing off the portal. Uh, which helped like end the war, and mm-hmm. I believe Korak died then, during sometime during that battle. Um, and man, that's actually like I don't really know how much of this we touched on, but like because of what happened, um, everything was just in chaos. Like you were supposed to have received backup from the Jin, and they ended up not helping. I think they like turned away. You died from wounds, and then when you came back was a f- like a couple hundred years later, I think. And I believe by that point they were sealed away. Yeah, maybe I would add to that if he asks about wanting to know or wanting to hurt the one that's sealed away. His... Um, Malachi, if it helps, if it's a, if it's a kind of an offering of good faith, um, I'm in an inconvenient position of kind of being an unknowing and partially knowing accessory to basically all the horrible things that have happened to the gym. What are you talking about? So, there's two pieces down there in that building. We're pretty sure one of them is in there, and it's my mother, it's love. The old god. Uh, the second piece is my very much alive, 
bother Garrisol. And Garrisol seems very scared of something I've been involved with. And he thinks the reason why his fear is justified was your kin were attracting this insatiable hunger. And we all know it now, but I mean, my father Garrisol was the one who sealed away the gem. And I believe my father has associates back in Edgemire whose arcane machine would finish what he started, would destroy the gem if we continue to aid him. And I say this now because we're potentially minutes away from storming in there and trying to stop my father from doing this. Man. Um, you watch his demeanor go from curious to uh, disheartened to angry to... I mean, it's hard to tell on, you know, on his little tiny form, but he goes through a lot of different emotions very quickly. And, uh, and then he looks at you and he's like, thanks for telling me. Uh, and then he kind of like, he almost like slumps a little bit, uh, on this little post that he's sitting on. He's like, that's the first, the first solid bit of information that was offered to me. Honestly, I'll help you, Korak. You gotta let me, you gotta let me punch your dad, but I'll help you. Get in line, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's a there's a cue. I think I would actually jump up on the post while he's saying this. Was Garrisol anything to your people? Was he an ally of the Jin? I didn't associate myself with many of the gods for a long time. Um, not really. It was kind of inconsequential, but they they had all been here a long time before my my people appeared you know and they felt like they knew us and we felt like we knew them and garrison was the the least of those that i wanted to try to get to know he always seemed too big for his for his pants i wouldn't i wouldn't say he was an enemy of the jinn no but i do remember him withdrawing somewhere shortly before the rest of the gods were wiped out i think he did what he did out of a twisted sense of fear and righteousness and being ignored by his council. But it's been a very long time. I think now that there's other options to just hiding everything in this world that's powerful except him, he wants out. And there's part of me that might have done the same reason as him if the circumstances were different. Might have done the same thing. But I am fortunately not in that position. Thank you for trusting me. And I'm sorry for keeping this information it's and i'm kind of actually looking at the rest of the party when i'm saying this too that a lot of this is stuff i've only been kind of discovering recently and understanding recently but some of this is stuff i have been seeing on for a while and i do regret that but what's done is done well we can't change the past let's um Let's look to the future. Let me go get some help for your friend, and uh, I'll meet you all down there. And uh, he, he, uh, there's a little, and he disappears. I, I swear, <laughs> if if Liberator Pikachu doesn't get a hug, I will be upset. I will be cross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what are you guys doing? You're heading for that thicket, right? 
Right. So uh, this during this time, Galley's been um, finding a good place to settle down. Uh, he's you know he's just doing his thing. Oh yeah, this is cool. Zoom zoom. Oh. I ate a I ate a seagull there, bros. Um, <laughs> I think I found a good spot right here to t- settle down. Um, and lands in a, a small clearing. Um, Roran, you actually recognize the clearing um, just because you've been through these woods so many times as a kid. Um, so Galley opens his mouth and the, the the little doorway ladder extends so you guys can walk out of his mouth <laughs> to the ground. Good lord. <laughs> because I just need the body horror in this campaign. Um, Are the steps his tongue? Yeah. Yeah, when he's landed, otherwise it turns into a rope ladder. <laughs> Chris. Um, as you guys make your way into the this uh, this thicket that's nearby that Roran knows really well, um, you go. Oh, perception. Sorry, uh, Roran with that twenty. Yeah, like. This is this is definitely a path that you've walked before. You're actually pretty impressed that Galley was able to like set down in this spot. Um, roll survival for me with advantage. Um, so yeah, would you easily navigate everybody to the spot that you actually remember having like this meeting with your triad friend? And I'm like telling them all the life lessons that he shared with me at those <laughs> specific points. <laughs> So, yeah, you guys, um, you enter this thicket. Roran, you actually recognize um, there's, like, one of the trees uh, nearby. You you recognize it as being the one that you're pretty sure your dryad mentor, like, took control of. Because even though he's technically, like, he's a dryad, he's supposed to have one body. Like, it was pretty clear that a lot of times he was, there must be, like, some kind of a, a spirit that was inhabiting the trees. Because he wasn't always in the same tree form. Mm. Um, you recognize the one that you had spoken to with him. Um, go ahead and roll investigation as you look at this. Do, do, do. <laughs> it's a tree. Um, I remember this tree. There's a couple there's a couple branches that are spread out in a kind of a interesting fashion. Um, but nothing of note. Um, you can see the Shrike Temple from here, this side, like the side of it, and off to off to the south. Uh, there's a big dust cloud of where you know that that army is massing. Advantage. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Uh, okay, so as you're um, kind of falling into perimeter control, um, you almost walk right into a like a, a guard, um, a shrike shrike like scout perimeter scout um, with a with a tiny little crossbow at his uh, he's got it he's got it pointed down. Um, he looks like he hasn't really been paying attention. Um, but you were like right on top of him before you notice him. Did I like walk away from the group to do the perimeter check? Yeah. Well, not like super far, but like you're just kind of making sure that the thicket is secure. 
probably like try to be a little incognito. Um, cause I don't want I don't want to like startle them and like, try to attack or anything right off the bat. Yeah. Um, probably just try to keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't like go into our general direction. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's like looking at the ground and picking up twigs and snapping them and throwing rocks and he looks like he's probably just like like late teens, early 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 adulthood, um, real young human kid, uh, just kind of wandering, definitely not taking this whatever he's doing, not taking it seriously. Um, so far, he's not wandering in your direction. Um. But where there's one, there might be more. Uh, do you want to search for more, or do you just keep an eye on him? Uh, I'd probably report it back, at least. Okay. So everyone knows that, you know, this isn't an empty area. Like, we have we have to keep our guard up while we're here um, and probably look, continue the perimeter check. Cool. Um, okay, Do roll another perception with advantage, please. As you do the rest of the perimeter check, um, okay, yeah. So you spot two other patrols, but they're they're a lot further out than this kid. Um, you can spot them because they're still wearing their bright red cloaks, um, the Shrike colors. Uh, they're they're quite a bit further away. There's one group though that is heading in the direction of where you left Galley. He didn't take off. He's still sitting there. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I, he was going to wait for you guys to come back. <laughs> I, unless you spe- – I guess, did you guys specify for him to leave again? Or? Nope. I don't know if we said. Yeah, nope. I guess we didn't We didn't say yes or no. <laughs> should probably go back and he, he never say, asked. hey, <laughs> leave so you don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a <Nope>. cricket. <laughs> Are we still like in range to tell him, or are you just, like, or are we like too far to talk to Galley now? With your with your stones of far speech. Oh, so we can tell him from anywhere. Yeah. You think they would see him take off though? Uh, that's a good question. I can't can't search him though if they see him or like board him or anything. That's true. We could just let's just shove him in the Galley's mouth. When they yeah, Galley could eat him too, probably. So. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Should we just? I mean, should we just tell him there's a patrol coming up? Do what you want. <laughs> so it's lunch. We sent lunch this way. I love that everyone's Mr. Webby is showing right now. Shall we feed him to the ship? Yeah. Uh, Galley, be honest. Do you miss eating people? <laughs> um, so over the stone of fire speech, you hear, uh, not really, you know, not really, uh, I don't really miss eating, eating people a whole lot. And in the distance, you hear, not really, not really, people a whole lot. He's talking so loud, you can hear the reverberation of his speech. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how many scouts was it? Just two? <laughs> there was, there was, uh, two scouts, um, and the, uh, there was that one like kid that Ignis had saw that was nearby, and you hear him go. You actually hear him like in, he's close enough. Oh well, maybe not close enough. Ignis, if you're keeping an eye on him, you'd see him startle, go what the, and like run off in that direction. 
If you, if yeah, you guys need me to eat people, I can do that. That's not a problem. <laughs> either do that or like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, I can just go. Do you want me just to go? Do you want me to wait for you? You want you want me to come pick you up later? Yeah, maybe. What do you guys think? Maybe, maybe we should just tell him to go. Yeah, just try to to be seen by the armies of strikes people. Uh, okay. So oh, when we need to. The, you tell him that he's like, no problem, bros, and you're no problem, bros. And then, uh, and there's like a there's like a sound that's like. Uh, but it's like a lot louder than that, and sounds like it was made by an actual like horn. And then, uh, and you see the little uh, off in the distance, about like through the tree gaps, you can see the giant. Uh, I don't know what you call it—the big parachute thing that he's got above him that's helping suspend him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the hell you'd call that—the blimp apparatus. Anyway, you see that like kind of go, and you hear some distant shouting that sounds like those other patrols that are shouting about uh, intruder flying away type of a thing. But um, they're they're moving away from you still. God will make <laughs> us all look <clears throat> look like shrike cultists, seeming. Okay. This might buy us a little bit of time. Okay. Let's make our way to the temple while they're Meet. seeking the flying ship. Sounds good. Cool. So you guys make your way down. There's not a whole lot of, like, you, you bump into maybe one patrol. If you could just make, um, Gob, since you're the one who cast the spell, could you roll a performance check for me? Just to see how this goes. Oh. And, and, and you know what? And because you're, uh, roll it with advantage because you have this, like, the illusion going on that's making you look legit. Nice. <laughs> oh no. The dice have spoken. Everything okay over here? How um, about you? You okay. Okay. How about this? These guys stop you and they're like I've never seen you around here. Who the hell are you? There's like three guys. Uh, they're holding um halberds <laughs> as they're patrolling around and they stop you they're like are you new are you new Akalash or something hello friends <clears throat> oh boy oh, oh boy. we're just here on business oh boy well, wisdom that? saving throw wisdom saving throw <laughs> <laughs> okay that's three guys so one a two a three does a 16 pass <laughs> Uh, no, my spell save DC is 18. Uh, yeah, okay. So they're all like, this. the one guy who's been talking goes, Oh, oh, hey, what's up? You guys just heading on in? Is that what? what's, that, what's going on? <laughs> That's cool. Just passing through, friend. I like it. I like it. Hey, you be safe out there. There's a lot of, there's a, reports of a flying ship around here. You ever seen one of those? That's pretty cool. No, I'd like, I'd uh, like we'll one. have to check that out on the way out. <laughs> Okay, yeah, be safe. <laughs> Tips his hat, and you guys walk. <laughs> you guys walk into the strike temple. Thanks, the side, the side I swear that I'm... better not be a Fendora. <laughs> Talk out of the side of my mouth, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> oh, all right. You guys get into the temple, and you begin to make your way down. It's pretty empty for the most part. Um, at the very least, just like some some general acolytes kind of wandering around. 
Um, they all look pretty young for the most part. Nobody's bothering you because you all look intimidating as hell. And yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of soldiers, and you imagine that's because they're either patrolling outside or massing for the big offensive. So you uh, start making your way to staircases. You uh, all know that Medusa is downward, right? Like somewhere in the lower levels from your scrying. And uh, I want who's who's leading this thing? Who's in front? Apparently, Roar. Or, excuse me. <laughs> That's real to you. I was going to suggest Ignis leads, but. <laughs> no, put the big guy up front. That's yeah, let's put the big guy up front. That's but, uh, yeah, I'm wondering if I could throw, uh, throw out the um, locate creature spell to find Medusa. Okay. You know, so and help. Just be behind Ignis and like help us navigate. Yeah, okay. based on this spell. Sounds good. Um, okay, cool. So then Ignis, make a another perception check for me. As you guys are kind of want, like making your way down some stairs. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> He's too big. He can't hurt enough. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, well, Roran, you are guiding Ignis, uh, letting him know that, like, you need to turn a corner because there's a, um, like, I don't know, I, this is essentially, like, your GPS, like, yeah, you could, I could just tell you, oh, it tells you Medusa's downward, um, cause, like, she definitely is, but it's, I, I'd like to be a little bit more helpful than that, um, why don't you roll an arcana check, Roran? Okay, <laughs> Ignis recognizes that you all look like Shrike cultists. <laughs> That's what he perceives. Wait a minute. Wait a Something's minute. off here. <laughs> Mine must have been the wind. Didn't realize that we cast a spell. <laughs> Why am I in ropes? <laughs> God, what the hell, man? Okay, yeah. Roran, with this, with this 28... Uh, it's very clear that like it, it, you're getting specific instructions on this um, locate person, uh, locate creature, whatever, uh, and it's letting you know like you know you, there's a there's a stairwell coming up over here that can that it's basically telling you like these are the uh, the possible ways that you can get there like you could turn right here you could continue straight and turn left up there uh, if you go around this way there'll be a stairwell that'll take you down there that's to a section that'll be a little bit longer to get there but like. I don't know. You're getting like these different feelings, like of all the different ways you could go um, to get there, right? If that makes sense. I am Siri. Okay, so you um, turn a corner, you go down a stairwell, and um, as you get to the bottom of this stairwell, looking down a pretty long corridor that actually looks like it was it used to be a uh, like a crypt of some kind, maybe. Um. It's not particularly long, but sorry, let me, I got to make some adjustments here. Um, and at the end of the hallway, there's a big uh, wooden door. And next to the door, uh, it looks like the door is just being shut because there's a big uh, robed figure, pretty large and hulking. Uh, everyone roll perception as this figure is like closing the doors. 
There we go. Jesus. <laughs> oh, sorry. You canceled my Reason meme. <laughs> um, there's a. Gosh, there's a really big figure in front of you. Let's see. Uh, Ignis, you see a red glow on. I'm sorry, a green glow, a bright green green glow on the door, about eye level with this character, with this person, as uh, they begin to turn around, and when they turn around. Uh, yeah, as you turn around, um, you recognize that there's a very large Warforged uh, as they turn around. And you guys recognize he called himself Grieve when you met him in High Oron. Uh, he turns around and sees you all. He just kind of looks you all over um, and he's like, uh, what, do you, what, do you, uh, what do you need down here? Oh, uh, we're here to protect you. Someone spotted a flying ship. In the distance, they believe may belong to the Liberators. So they Someone sent us. It was eating people. Yeah, they sent us. They said, "Go protect, protect you." A ship that's eating people. That was the latest report, sir. Everyone. Yeah, it was all like nom 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 nom. Um, that's your I serve. I don't need a guard, thank you. Well, have you ever gone up a ship that can eat you, or what? <laughs> I guess, um... I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm underground in a building. <laughs> right. And... and the ship would be outside in the sky? Yeah, for now. <laughs> Who are you exactly? Well, the same, sir. There's troops amassing outside, flying ships. Everyone's concerned. We're here for your safety. If you have other orders for us, we would gladly do them. Um, Ignis, since you're in the lead, he's going to walk up to you and, um... Kind of hold out his hand. He's like, "Let me see your identification." Uh, <laughs> I love making Steven nervous. <laughs> I'll try to like search myself or like pretend to search myself and be like, "Hmm, I must have lost it." <laughs> oh boy, he's gonna he's gonna put his hand on you. He's gonna be like, "So you mean to tell me you were sent to protect me, and yet?" None of you have identification. If anyone have a shred of paperwork, where are your orders? In my inventory. God, God will pull out, pull out an illusion and uh, make it make it real for a minute. Okay, okay, um, okay. Real quick, what does this illusion look like? I. <laughs> well, I guess. Need can to I? Um, have I seen any of these in? I don't know, and when I was searching around the the, um, the temple or anything. Forgery kit, what is Rorm just going to get down on the floor and hang on a second? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think floor. you've seen, you've seen an orders billet. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've seen a uh, oh. identification. You, you, Webby had that, my name is Ped name tag thingy. I'd say that was probably like the identification, right? Okay. Um, Orak has all my stuff. Uh, something like that. <laughs> what I've seen before. My name is Ped sort of thing, but with some sort of ID or <laughs> I don't know. Orders. Go protect Grieve immediately. Do we not know his name is Grieve, though? 
Um, you, yeah, no, you know it because he, um, okay. he was in the, uh, high one, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll give him, um, something similar to the ID card we saw of, uh, what was his name? Ted? Ped? <laughs> something similar to that that says, um, my name with a fake name. And I'll say, we're, we're given verbal orders, um, but if you don't need protection, then we'll go back to our regular duties, sir. Okay, so you're walking up to him is what you're saying. Or is he walking to oh. me? But I'll, um, he's, I'll hold no, it he's, he's 100% holding his ground. Like he's, in, he's exuding that he's in charge here. Um, so you're approaching me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roran, why don't you make a religion check? Okay. The, the insignia of the Shrike's Temple that he's got on there, like 100% you recognize, like, Grieve, he's the archpriest of the temple. Oh. I'd be making sure to show all the due respect then, you know. Not looking directly at his eyes and, you know, saying sir and acting like I'm really nervous just to be some lowly servant in his presence. Um, He takes, he takes the, uh, the name tag from you, and and uh, he he looks it over. Does it say my name is Ped on there? No, we'll say Ron Swanson. <laughs> Ron Swanson. <laughs> he looks it over and um, roll a deception check. Okay, so he's he's going to look it over and be like, Ron Swanson. You're not from my temple, are you? No, sir. Which temple are you from? <laughs> We're from uh, I'm from the temple over on Wind Bluff, but I just got transferred here. How recently were you transferred here? Because there was, wouldn't you have just gone to River Shroud to uh, help with the the insurrection? I was en route to River Shroud, but my orders changed midway. Interesting. Who gave those orders? May I, may I see the uh? affidavit i'm sorry sir i left that in my room you wait you just got here today you already have a signed room uh, it's more of a tent very, sir very <laughs> i'm just delaying the inevitable um he's he's looking at ignis he's still got his hand on ignis's shoulder and he's he's uh he's like you can go i need to speak with your associate here as he looks at ignis um so he looks at ignis and he's like you're clearly a soldier. Why aren't you out on the plateau? There's other resources that can be spared to, uh, as you say, protect me. But you look like you should be with the main assault force. So tell me why uh, someone of your stature would be here instead of out there. Just following what I received from the higher-ups. And who is that? Uh, I didn't get his name. Okay, so he's going to immediately punch with an open fist, just like directly into your chest. Just, uh, I'm assuming that that hits. So he's going to do 14 radiant damage to you, as his eyes shine extremely bright. Um, now we're gonna go into everyone roll initiative. You know what? I'm sorry. Before he attacks, Ignis, make a make a insight check on him, so I'm not just like dealing damage to you without giving you a chance to potentially avoid the okay yeah um <laughs> i think he he very handily smacks you pick his ass liberators jeff what's your dexterity it doesn't matter it's not higher than greaves <laughs> oh. wow wow 
That would be that would be like someone asking what, what uh, if whose whose was higher, Landis's or anyone else's? I'll have you know, my dexterity is proportionate. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. Uh, so the first thing that happens here is that as you guys are facing Grieve, off to your right, a bright blue like glow sort of uh, appears off to Grieve's left, all to your right. Your right. And then Grieve's gonna take a look at Ignis, um, and he's going to go ahead and take another punch. Yeah, that hits. Um, okay, so let's see. I'm gonna go ahead and spend a Kai point to make two more unarmed strikes on you. Oof. Each of those hits, so first damage, second damage, third damage. Um, and then, uh, and then he's going to take his extra attack. <laughs> it's you again. Uh, and then they spend another Kai point for flurry of blows. Jesus. So basically, Grieve turns into a blender, um, and hits Ignis a bunch. Does that 17 touch you? Yeah, my armor class is 16. So for a total of, um, many... Wow, that's a lot. Um, so he hits you really hard, really fast, and yeah. then and then uh, and we'll go to Jeff's turn. Ooh, cloud of daggers. Wow, that's all ones. You rolled four d four full of ones. That is, roll that. Please roll that again. That's embarrassing. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm just kidding. I don't know why. I don't know why it's your fault. <laughs> You're savage tonight. <laughs> That's better. That's something. Okay, all two. Two ones. You got one four in there. Okay. Okay. He'll take eight damage. Um. Does that surround him in a like any fashion? Is that going to affect Ignis or is it just him? That'll just be him. Okay. Is that all you want to do? Uh, no. I'm gonna move. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, Korak, it goes to you. Okay. How high is the ceiling in here? Um, it's probably like 30 feet high. It, you're, it's kind of like a hallway. Okay. And then these pillars on the side of us here, those go up into the ceiling? Um, no, they're, those are like old ca- uh, stone caskets. It's like, this used to be a crypt of some kind. Electric blast. Oh, I like how it tells you guys what it is, but not the fucking attack. Thanks, so far. That last one hits. Wow. Yeah. But he, gets, he gets pushed back. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Um, I do want to. Yeah, I do want to push him in a straight line so Ignis uh, can incur an attack of opportunity. That should be 15 damage, or no? Excuse me. That should be nine damage. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. So we'll move to Roran. All right, then I'll cast this right in front of Grieve. Or, you know, on top of him, so it does damage to him. A deck save, huh? Deck save. I hope he rolled really bad. Oh, yeah. No. So he's still taking 15, I guess we'll say 16 rounded up. Meanwhile, Roran is still cowering behind this corner. (laughs) Ah! Okay, Um, is that all you want to do? question though what's with the big old square gray square in the middle it's like a big growing growing glowing uh bright white blue light that just appeared next to to uh grieve oh okay nope i got nothing else okay then we'll move to gob 
Okay. Gob. Well, I guess I'll cast a spell first, then move. I'm going to um, cast Mental Prison. Ooh. Oh. Intelligence. Intelligence. Saving throw. Oh. 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 <laughs> Whoa. So it still takes the 27, but nothing else happens to oh. it. It's <laughs> a pretty sweet Burning those high-level spots. Mm-hmm. Gotta check his abilities. This is good. We're learning that. <laughs> You're probing. serious, then, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, then Gav's gonna move kind of behind cover of the crypt thing. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it for you. Okay. Then, Ignis, we're to you. Let's not get any low, any low rolls now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first, I'm going to move up to him and attack three times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that 28 will hit. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to just do action, action surge to... Okay. Yeah, I'll attack three more times then. Oh, nice. Two, those two hit, yeah. Killed him in one hit. I'm going to do... Second, uh, yeah, it's a bonus action. Get some health back. Yeah. Uh, that's probably my turn then. Okay. Um, before we move to grieve, that shimmering light uh wavers a little bit as a warforged leg steps through. Uh, then you see a warforged arm reach into the room, but then. A human man steps through. His face is covered by a white mask with black triangles above and below the eye slit. You think you know this man, but you've never met him before. His name is Jackal. Hello, Grieve. Uh, Just behind Jackal, Medusa steps into the room. They both look ready for a fight. Grief looks over as Jackal enters. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the fight. <laughs> Glad to be here. Oh, wait, that wasn't recording. He's actually here. I thought that was recording. <laughs> you have no idea how much we planned this. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. Um, wow. It is now your turn. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and use energy beam uh, set to fire. And he needs to make a DC 18 deck save. All right. Ooh, that was close. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Does yeah. That... With that 12 kicker, that was so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it was close to not making it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, for those of you here who don't really know the Quellists all that well, as far as, I, I, don't know, I don't know how much, <laughs> how much of this, uh, how much of their story you guys have, um, been following, but basically Jackal got caught in an explosion that took both his legs and his arm. And then, um, for those of you who weren't, you know, obviously cause Aaron and Danny and Chris are all in, uh, in an explosion, an explosion he caused. Yeah, he caused. Um, they, they defeated the close defeated the Warmaster Pauldron and then literally stole his body and took his legs and arm off 
to give to Jackal so that he could create, like, the next new body. <laughs> so here we have Mecha Jackal. Aldrin, who happens to be Grief's brother. <laughs> it seems yes. like we're your sibling. Plot him with his brother's body. Yeah. Make him bleed. Did that beam do any damage, or did Grief avoid it all? No, he Matrix dodged that. <laughs> okay. Like he's up against a wall. <laughs> um, okay. If that's all Jackal wants to do... That's it for this turn. Okay. Well, Grief's attention has now been thoroughly taken uh, by one specific person in this room. So he's going to uh, disregard Ignis and move out of the range if you'd like to take an attack of opportunity. Well, sure. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were holed up on a perk somewhere in Cloudhead. He says as he swings at you. Oh, that'll hit. Flurry of blows. <clears throat> so, let's see. First one. And then his next two attacks. For using his Kai point. Yeah, 13 radiant. Does the 17 hit? Uh, yeah. My armor class is 16. Okay. Man, this action economy is getting, uh, getting sparse for me. So that was, uh, I think that's 41 damage. Um, we're going to move to Jeff's turn. I'm going to cast that and spend sorcery points so that you have to uh, spell save against that with disadvantage. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Well, gosh. Well fuck myself. <laughs> still take half damage at least. Like the deck says from now on, guys. Half damage. There's a big old wall of fire erupts, and Grief steps out of the way, but his cloak catches a flame. Korak gets to you. Need a probe. Um, what's the range on that? 60 feet? I should be good. Yeah. Kind of flavor this. Um, hold out both my hands and kind of straighten for a little while as something clearly uncomfortable is happening as I'm trying to cast a necromatic spell, but it's just taking a little more energy because my pact is all messed up right now. Have the spell card. Hit a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. How's this con looking? Ooh. So you rolled a two. Rolled a two. <laughs> I still failed. Either way it's it goes. Like a... yeah. It's crazy. It's still a plus 12, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Plus 12, yeah. It's good to know. Okay, so yeah, it's just 31 necrotic damage. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you want to flavor that, but I'm definitely using a spell for my packed spell list, so I don't know if it's just like, it's harder for me to cast it, but I cast it. There's definitely like a, um, a strain that comes over you as you, you cast this. It feels unfamiliar um, the way that you're casting it this time because it's not power flowing from the sources that you've been used to. Um, but it, it still comes out. And, uh, yeah, it's no problem. Uh, Grieve, for whatever that's worth, is starting to look uh, not so great. All right. That's all I got. Cool. Roran, that is to you. Um, <laughs> all right. From this corner, I believe I have a good eyesight, eye range on Grieve. Actually, you know, I'll just move just in case. And as long as I got nobody blocking me, I... Uh, yell at everyone, look at the ground. That's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the ground, it is the floor. And then I, 
cast Sunbeam directly at Grieve. The floor is lava. And I believe that does save. Crap, Grieve saves. He's a war master who's lost three, three brothers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they get stronger every time. I brought time. part of one back to him. <laughs> 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 now beat him to death with it. <laughs> so he is not blinded but he does take damage from the sunlight that just came forth from my staff my special eyes so yes he, he takes half damage is that to gob then yeah okay gob's gonna come out from hiding looking at the floor like roran said but he's gonna glance up Enough to try to cast. Oh, and then Roran yells, okay, it's all right. You all can look up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to cast uh, Hold Person. Oh, boy. It's a wisdom save. Wisdom. Let's see it. Oh, okay. I don't think we've done that yet. Yeah. What's the save on it? Uh, 17. 17. What's your roll? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> eight plus eight for wisdom, though. <laughs> We learned something here today. And I'm going to tuck behind this corner over here. Out of sight a little bit. And uh, yeah, that'll be it for now. Okay. All right. We go to Medusa. Welcome back to the fight. Um, very quickly, I will describe the events that happened. So Medusa, that door began to open. And you thought, that door, wait a minute. I know that door. That's either the Archpriest or the High Inquisitor. And when it opened up you saw jackal who has warforged feet ergo warforged footfalls that are slightly lighter than you're used to hearing um jackal was holding a small key i don't remember what it looks like it's uh a signet ring the signet ring thank you he he has a signet ring uh that he had pressed into a, a groove on the door um and the signet ring is the same symbols and of like that's on the door you recognize that uh Jackal used to be the High Inquisitor of the Shrike Temple before he defected. Um, He very quickly explained that uh, a djinn named Malachi had brought him into the temple because he was told that you needed help. Yeah, trying to free this stone from this altar. And then uh, you guys were looking around the room for a moment, kind of checking out everything, and then you uh, you heard Grieve moving in for a, a fight with some people above in, in the level above. And so Jackal used his nomad gate to take you out of the room where you entered this fight. Finish him, Medusa. Pretty sure my gaze isn't going to affect a war forged. Um, hmm. Okay. I guess I'm going to hit him with, uh, my war hammer. Yeah. And, um, where is it? Mjolnir. I'm going to put a uh, Divine Smite into it. Yeah, that hits. Oh, only 7 bludgeoning. <laughs> 13 radiant damage. I'm going to give him a extra no. attack. Now, if I do an extra attack, I can't do it again with Smite, can I? Uh, That's a good question. I don't... Um, I think that's all I can do. Um... Oh, really? I didn't know that. 
So there's an extra D8 for each of those smites, actually. Oh, so nice. I'm okay, yeah. Roll two more yeah. D8s. So take Ooh. 15 damage. And that should leave um, be the end of my turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Don't, don't. I don't get in a lot of combats. <laughs> Still all the time you know, figuring out this character. Yeah, no, I like it. That's That was a solid, solid it's round right there. It's a lot of damage. Excellent. So we go to... Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh boy. Ignis. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna try something I haven't... that I probably should have been working with before. We try a trip attack with uh, one of my attacks. Um... Ooh! Ooh, dodge that bitch. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that absolutely hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna r attack two more times. Finally, <laughs> second one definitely. Finally, doing some hits. <laughs> Any strength saving throw, right? Otherwise, it's prone. Yeah, strength saving throw, which I think my mine is 18. Ooh, nice. <laughs> he falls down and takes an axe to the face. Uh, I love it. Strength, strength <laughs> and wisdom. Uh, I assume the 25 hits, so I'm gonna add precision attack to yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely, it hits. Just That's another. Damn uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's that's my turn then. Where exactly do you put this axe? <laughs> <laughs> um, guess just right on the back of his head since he's on the ground. <laughs> uh, smash him. Okay, so you blast this uh, axe right through his head. And then um, there's a bright green flash as you actually crack, like, the skull, his, like, metal skull. Um, and you see a, a really bright green glow come out from, um, like, between the crack and the, the axe. And you hear him go, Salvatron! <coughs> and, uh, and then his eyes turn off. Salvatron. Oh, and uh, we're going to move to Jackal's turn. Grieve is out of the... Uh, He's, he's dead. But at least he was a fan of good music. But we're still in initiative. We don't care for the quellist around here. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, use uh, three Psy points for Psionic Restoration on myself. And the bonus action to use uh, the Psy points I spent to heal myself for another three. I'll just say he called out for his brother. Sabaton's his brother, is that what you say? Yes. Oh, should we wait for him here? <laughs> I think we're still in initiative, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's the end of my turn. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move to uh, Jeff. Um, so it looks like Jeff casts Fly on Ignis. Yeah. Apparently yes, sir. <laughs> I've always wanted to fly. <laughs> then we will move to Korak. I guess I don't understand what we're combating against right now. Well, currently nothing. Um, but uh, let me just say that every second matters currently. Well, I'm going to assume that Sabaton is probably going to come from behind us. What was Grieve doing to the door when we came in? Did we see? He was shutting it. He was like coming in from that room. Oh, okay. Oh, and that's right. They came from the floor down below. Okay. 
Um, I mean, I can't really think of anything to do besides like preparing an action, but I don't really know how that would benefit us. Actually, that's probably smart for all of us to just prepare an action, and then when he comes back. So those little parts of the room that have the uh, the coffins on them are they raised above the ground or are they flat? They're they're up on like small little dioceses. If I were to like go back to this one and attempt to go into stuff. You want to? I mean, do you want to use your action to do like what is it? Con- the conceal action or? Um... Yeah, um, I'll just spend my action going. I don't think I have any features for sneaking. I just have I have a decent stealth, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll just spend my action trying to obscure myself. Uh, excuse me, Roran. That's to you. How's everybody feeling? Health-wise. I think the only one that got hit was Ignis like a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. I can really use a potion. Um, who has a... Paladins in our group is a... Or the fighters in our group would be Ignis, Medusa. Um, anyone else? I think it's just us, yeah. Okay. Ignis going to cast this on your, your weapon. Ooh. <laughs> May it help better than it has in the past. Before we move into the gob. Do I see anything on the ethereal plane? Um, you see Oh, okay, here we go. So around I'm sorry I didn't describe this sooner. I don't, I don't think it would have changed what you were doing, but um, no. Grieve definitely had uh, like a really strange aura around him. Um, something really powerful that you're not used to seeing um, in pretty much anything. Uh, and when Ignis put his axe into the back of Grieve's head, um, Ignis is now surrounded by a very like smaller portion of that aura. And you see, let's see, make a, I guess roll perception for me. Yeah, Triclops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So you actually see um, what looks to be ripples of another portion of that aura coming from uh, behind these doors. Shout to Ignis. Uh, Ignis, back away from the door. Something's coming. Okie dokie. And then... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Ignis, the hardened soldier. Okie dokie. I guess I'll cast Blink and <laughs> go into the, the airplane. That's... Stay where I'm, where I'm at. Okay. So in this turn, Seer still on the material plane. Okay. That's it. Uh, Medusa. So hearing that information from um, Gob, I think I'm going to stay where I am, close to Jackal, because it's kind of out from the main door, kind of off to the side there. And I guess I'll just prepare an action to. Um, attack whoever um, comes out of those doors. I don't think I could also prepare like to like shield Jackal from harm. I could either choose to attack or defend. I yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah, I'll just prepare to attack whatever comes out of those doors, and that'll end my turn. Okay, Ignis, we go to you. Uh, I'm gonna back up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Are potions uh, a regular action? You know, that's like the age-old question. I have no earth. <laughs> I believe. I believe the answer is yes. But... Uh, yeah, moved away. I think that's probably my turn then. Um, before we get back to Jackal, uh, the door where Ignis was just standing is kicked open very hard, and there stands a a really tall, 
spindly looking warforged um, with bright red eyes. And he looks down at, at Gauntlet's body and then he surveys the room. And I think he's only got, let's see if my calculations are correct from where he was. Because you guys were fighting for what, three rounds total? So a total of like 18 seconds? He went down second round, I think. Was it second round? Yeah. Okay. So 12 seconds of fighting. I think I've still got 10 feet of movement left after he enters the door. So like, let's say he was here, he kicked open the door, he walked here. I think I have 10 feet of movement left. And I'm gonna use that to walk over to Roran. Um, and then a large blade extends from his from his forearm as he swings his arm blade at you. My armor class is 17. Oh, nice. Okay. So he, he takes a swipe at you and, yeah, I, I don't, he just doesn't hit you. Um, we're going to go ahead and move to Jackal's turn. Does uh, <clears throat> Medusa get an attack? Wasn't Medusa waiting? Oh, yeah, when she saw oh, something, right? Yeah, yeah the ready the readied action. Yeah, so should, am I allowed to, like, step... So Close that, to him and attack him, or? Uh, I well, I think the ready to action comes when he's within range. But yeah, I don't think I can attack him from here. Okay. Um. So we'll we'll go to Jackal's turn. New token. <laughs> <laughs> here, move it off that real quick. I'll delete the other one. I'll take a step forward anyway. Oop. So I'll, I'll step forward to there, and then myself and the four liberators standing up in the north end of this room all turn invisible oh yeah step from sight and i'm using seven side points for that and as a reaction recovering seven hit points and that will end my turn nice so attacks with advantage for us i guess as soon as you attack you'll become visible but you'll have advantage on that first attack yeah sweet okay so you made everyone invisible is it are we going to jeff right after that Okay, and you're you're invisible too, right? Yes. Okay. All five of us up there are invisible. Nice. Jeff spreads his shiny new wings and flies again. <laughs> Not for the first time. Well, they would be shiny if you could see them. <laughs> That's true. Um, out of curiosity, does he have spell sculpting? Unless he angled it in a way that when it uh, uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> for for what? For the fire uh, fireball that he cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's part of his. his okay. Uh... Okay. Cool. 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 Oof. I. You know what? I think we. I think we went over that before. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, we go to Korak. Yes. I'm back. Is Tyrick in here too? <laughs> yeah, he's been in here for a while. I didn't. As far as I know, I'm just listening in on you guys. <laughs> I oh. would be surprised to me too if I show up in this fight. So. <laughs> he's been invisible in this room the entire time. <laughs> be a surprise to me too. Tyrek will remember that. I acknowledge I plan ahead for a lot of shit, but that wasn't something that I thought I planned for. But who knows? Oh, boy. Um, well, I think from this angle that casket's going to be in the way, so I'm probably going to have to poke my head around like over here. Um, and now it's not going to be long. Like, uh, like this kind of area. What do you want me to roll to kind of sneak up there before I try to ask you something. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, roll stealth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just fall on my Korak fucking face. Korak <laughs> stepping on ducks the whole way. Why <laughs> <laughs> are they even here? Have we done any up. damage? <laughs> he just showed up before Jeff's turn, right? Yeah, Jeff did some damage to him. Okay. 
Um, this guy, I don't know if I, I didn't really properly describe him, um, because I got caught up in telling you that I hadn't commissioned a picture of him yet. He's like, he looks like he's built, he's built like a dagger. He's very spiky and spindly. Um, very slight, uh, not, not super tall, um, but, uh, yeah, built like, uh, built like every inch of him was meant to cause pain. Right. Kind of like a tiny little strike. Yeah, that's not a bad way of putting it. Wow. I shall call you Mini Shrike. <laughs> Mini Shrike. You will be mine. Um, in that case, I'll just... Yeah, we'll just glass cannon it. I'll do my last spell slot here. As, um... Yeah, so I, I, like, sneak out, and I just, like, fall on my face, so he clearly sees me walking across this little race platform. <laughs> and, like, as I, like, lean up on my side, I'm just like, fuck! I, like, hold out one of my fingers... And again, it takes me a minute to fire the spell off, but eventually it fires. <laughs> I don't think that saves. Did you flip the him off? Of <laughs> it's always, that spell is always cast with Corax middle finger. <laughs> oh, 65 necrotic damage. This should just be the Quellist theme for now on. Uh, we move into Roran's turn. Uh, so I'm invisible. Can I roll a melee attack, like, with advantage because of that? I believe so. He's just, you know, you know standing what? right next to me. Hang on. Let me let me just make sure he has the alert feet. So, no. Ah. Well, whatever. He is, like, right next to me. <laughs> Do it. Uh, hit him with the sword. Uh, hit him with my sword. Two-handed, of course. <laughs> of course. I am so sorry, Roran. That does not hit, but only barely. Bit on oh, his middle face, bonus section. Uh, since that failed, I like. I think you're visible now. Uh, that you uh, spray him. a little, little bit of there on his face. Uh, Hang on a second. Uh, did you? Let's see. Something feels wrong about this. Did you add your plus five for the sword? That's with um, your. That's with your your special sword, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it rolled the attack modifier and your proficiency, which makes sense. But it's a plus five sword. Well, it looks like I rolled a seven, so Hang seven on. plus three plus five. Well, five is his proficiency, three is his strength. That all matches up. But the sword itself just has plus five? Oh. But the sword itself is also a plus five sword. So why isn't it not rolling I think the sword? 20. That's so true. Yeah, I, I uh, something felt weird about that because I could have sworn that. All right, so you hit. Roll damage. Okay. Oh. Okay, I know what happened here. You're... <laughs> you clicked on the wrong long sword. <laughs> okay, whoopsies. Oh, shit. Oh, oopsies, oopsies. Oopsies. there's two sets. Yeah, let me let me get rid of the bad one. And let okay. me move the other one up to the top of your list. How about I do that? I do kind of find the mental picture of him just casually reaching past his fancy magical sword <laughs> and drawing an ordinary long sword. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? Don't <laughs> worry, guys. I'm gonna hit with my long sword. Sword. Was that one that's really important that was given to you? No, I bought this. Wait, I've been my other sword. Don't move. <laughs> guys, trust me. I think I know my swords. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is why I had 400 pounds of crap on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have.
have holy crap eleven thousand nine hundred gold? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I haven't bought a thing. <laughs> Roran's leaving craters in the ground when he walks. <laughs> That's my weapon. That's the one I wanted. Twenty-five to hit harm. So wait, I'm sorry. Which one are you doing? Are you attacking with harm, or is that a bonus action? Um, sorry. So I wanted to retcon all a longsword, and then I clicked <laughs> longsword two-handed, and so yes, harm. I don't know where harm came from. <laughs> I don't either. Um, are we moving to Gob's turn? Because you definitely did a go ahead. Good spell of damage to him. <laughs> yeah. I would hope so, with a magic sword, and he's right next to me. Not like I missed him something on the first try. That. Like this, that attack <laughs> does not look like it used to look. What happened? You've changed sword. All right, not for the better. The gob's turn. All right, gob's gonna do a, a sweet little roll on the ground to get over here, so that uh, Ignis is out of the way, and he's gonna cast lightning bolt. So lightning's gonna. Sh- Streak from his hand, third level, right towards, um, what was this guy's name, sir? Sabaton. Sabaton. So it should hit him and only him, but he can make a dex save to take half of Dex save? Yeah. Lightning bolt. Dex is his good one. And then I'm going to roll back to my (laughs) (laughs) place of cover. Does he take half damage from that? He takes half, yeah. That's it for Gob. Just a lightning bolt. Okay, Medusa, we go to you? Yes. Move over there. Going to uh, attack him. This is 16 hit. Uh, yes, it does. Oh, cool. And they're 11 and let's see. Where is it? Uh, okay, that'll be at third level, but because of improved divine smite, it's going to be 4d8. So 20 radiant damage with the bludgeoning and extra attack gonna hit him again oh another 16 cool this will be my last third level smite and with another 20 radiant damage dang and um i'm just gonna like bane on my shield and then get ready to attack again once it's my turn (laughs) so is that 62 damage so much damage. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Let's see our absolute unit with all the mods. Yeah. All right, Ignis, you're up. I'm going to attack him with uh, the trip attack again. Too many of these here. There you go. That's an 18. Nice. So he fails that. Oh, man. And I think you still have your holy weapon. And yeah, that on top of a superiority dice, so that'd be 3d8 <laughs> on top of the damage. <laughs> so is it like a it's just this trip of like holy smite? Christ. So that's my first attack. I'll attack again. <laughs> <laughs> and that hits. I'll do precision Dang. attack again. <laughs> <laughs> Add another D8, and then Ignis that's another three D8. Look at Ignis just twisting his anime glasses. <laughs> He's just trying to one up Medusa. Oh, sixty-two! I could beat that. <laughs> <laughs> He's right there. 
Your attack was pretty good, but we could do better. My third attack. Oh my I assume hit. Uh, two attacks. That's cute. Let me do three. I got one more die, so or I got one more superiority die, so I might as well do a precision attack again. Which is another three D eight. And we're all of them with the holy weapon. Yeah, that's what the three D eight is. One, okay. One superiority, and then the two D eights for the the radiant damage. <laughs> oh, oh, you the one who killed my brother. And that turn. So seventy six damage. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure about that? Oh, only seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we we're gonna go to. Uh, are you doing anything else, or is that it? That's that's <laughs> all. Okay, we're gonna go to Sabaton's turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, is he tripped right now? He is, yeah, he's not. Warren died. And if I stand up, everyone gets an opportunity attack, and he is surrounded. This is good for Bitcoin. Okay, since he's prone, let's see: Jackal, Medusa, Ignis, and Roran. I'm gonna need you guys to make an intelligence saving throw. As uh, Sabaton screams, spell save is twenty. Oh my gosh! I was one off. So let's see. Uh, half damage. So fourteen d six psychic damage. Um, so everyone who saved will not be stunned. Oh, you know what? I, I pushed the wrong thing. Let me do that. So anyone who didn't save is going to take 25... Excuse me. Everyone who saved is going to take 25 damage and won't be stunned. But everyone who did not save is going to take 50 damage and you are now stunned. Um, so just the four of you here. Does Jackal have any abilities for um, res resisting psychic damage? No. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Good. There's a throwback. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what year is this? Singular. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys are all stunned. He's gonna, he's gonna stand up. Ignis isn't stunned, but he's still gonna stand up. So that's an opportunity of attack. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that is. Could you trip him again with that attack? <laughs> no, I'm at a die. Uh, superiority die. Damn it. <laughs> Just trip him again, right? <laughs> I don't think I can do anything else. So, um, yeah, we're going to move on to Jackal's turn. And then use the uh, Hammer of Inquisition Oof. with seven side points. It's an intelligence save of 18. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not all that smart. Oh, yeah. Mr. Krabs. oh my god. Is that <laughs> hit? Is <laughs> <laughs> that the damage? 39? Psychic damage. Wowzers. <laughs> and uh, reaction absorbing the seven type points I used as hit points. That's kind of awesome. That's good having Jackal back in the mix. Yeah, it's nice playing I again. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Gally? Yeah, me too, bro. He sounds pretty cool. <laughs> um, okay. Just watching through the cathedral window. <laughs> Don't give me ideas. <laughs> hey, God. You guys are doing great. Hey, bros. It sounded like you're having a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Is that how we're leaving after this? <laughs> <laughs> 
getaway action sequence. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Jackal, as you bring your psychic hammer, hammer of inquisition, excuse me, down on Sabaton's head. Um, <laughs> does anything? What? How? How does? How does he die? Yes. <laughs> um. Well, it's it's purely psychic damage. There's nothing physical about it. So uh, the the light just shuts off and he falls over. Um. Yeah. So let me just put it this way. He went in um neg- <laughs> negative thirty seven. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, you guys. We might have to stop before midnight. I don't know. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> the age old DM trick. Um, we're we're now out of out of uh, initiative order. Um, well done, everybody. You just killed two war masters in oh, four, wow. five rounds, four rounds. Thank you, Quillis. <laughs> you losers. Oh, four hours ago, you said those losers. God still says that, but can I look for weird keys? Can I do that during this weird, time? Since... Weird keys. Um, yeah, make, for make you know, investi- kind of alters. Yeah, make an investigation roll. Oh, could someone help me with that? I have a three. <laughs> investigation, mine's two. Um, who's better at investigation? <laughs> Not Jeff. Not Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Ignis. Roran wants to spend an hour resurrecting one of the war masters. I don't look for. I didn't mean to oh, hit that. Th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what do you? What did you tell them? What are they looking for? What did you tell them that they're looking for? That for the shape of a torch symbol. Yeah, for this weird altar that has a stone yeah. on it. It's warded. Um. Okay. Well, I I think that it Medusa is going to be able to figure it out by looking over and when you when you're like looking around the room, you pass by Rorin and you happen to notice that his staff is roughly about the size of the hole. His, had, his little wooden. We had that. the key all along. So, uh, <laughs> it was well. Friendship. While everyone's looking for this key. I'm I'm gonna pry the brain chips out of these warforged and stick them in the book box. Okay. Yeah, it's very easy to pull the one out of grieve, uh, because his skull is literally split open. Um, in fact, it's like got such a big gash in it that you're basically just reaching down into his head and pulling it right out. We're just using a mystic hand, telekinetically, <laughs> just floating out of there. I love it. Like, yoink! <laughs> Mine. <laughs> Um, okay, and then the other one, yeah, the other one takes takes a little bit to figure out how to get it to un, undo itself without cutting yourself. Oh, wait, you're using yeah, the yeah. hand, so never mind. Um, it's all good. It's all good. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, would you guys like That's to, enough to level up, right? To do. Roar <laughs> to uh, unlock that altar to free the stone, if possible. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So this is a this is a hallway you remember, Medusa. It takes you just a few minutes to get down there. You don't run into any other traffic. Um, you assume that past the doors that the two warmasters came from um, is pretty much like restricted territory, uh, probably only used by the warmasters. Maybe some like other high ranking Shrike officials. Um, Jackal, I think obviously you know your way around this place. Um, so like what's this what is this interaction like now that you guys are like all together medusa you you ran through a portal that a god created and followed him trying to flip him off um the rest of you came to rescue and then you ran into one of the quellists 
uh, who... I'm sorry, did you refer to him as a god? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, I meant when you ran out of Reardon's house after Garrisil. Oh, oh, gotcha. Garrisil's a god. You were referring to Jackal. I'm like, what? I was a god all along. Thanks for your help there, buddy. You're quite I'm Gob. Jackal, good to meet you. Jackal says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing Medusa back to us too. Waves just came in at a good time. I heard what happened, and I figured I could help, especially when uh, Malachi showed up. You're a friend of Malachi. Uh, apparently, I wasn't aware of it, but <laughs> I guess I am. Well, any friend of Malachi is a friend of mine. But I'll admit, I knew what was happening before I ever spoke to Malachi. And how do you feel about Shrike Templists? I left for a reason. So oh, You left? Okay. Well, I guess we're on the same side then. Thanks for your help. Soren Ibari, High Inquisitor. Oh. Well. So you probably know where we could find the goddess that's in this temple then, don't you? Gemstone that your friend here was trying to pry out of a wall. You know how to get it get it free? That's not information that Kitch ever decided to share with me. <laughs> well, maybe we could uh, figure it out. Yeah, let's go check it out. Let's see if we can get this piece. While we're here, if any of you happen to come across a silver diamond-shaped gemstone that floats just slightly off the surface it's placed on, um, let me know. And we'll uh, do. Asa, where do I last remember having seen the Codex of the Nomad? Um, it would be in the direction you guys are going to be heading. Perfect. Do we want to play just a little bit longer to get to like the next? Unlock the altar. Area, Free the, the stone. The next area. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. And I was kind of surprised no one. Medusa's Medusa's really trying to open the Christmas present. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go, home, Medusa. The Shrike Temple. It's Christmas early. Um, okay, so you guys continue down um, this hallway. You go into the, the next section. Uh, you take a couple turns. You go down another set of stairs. Um, and then you see you see the door. Um, Medusa and Jackal, you see the door that, um, well, I guess, you know, Soren knows he was just there um, <laughs> opening that door to go into the room that Medusa is in. Well, further down um, and to the left is a small room that you remember the Codex being in. Uh, the last time that you'd ever, like, been down here. Um, and if you go to check it out, uh, it's it's not there anymore. Um, but the, the power of that thing, it leaves a mark, right? And so, you know it was here and it was here recently. Well, it's been moved, so... Onward to the goddess. Okay. You guys find yourself in the far end of a this room. You're you're somewhere over here. This is a pretty big vaulted room, Medusa. You've been in here already. Um, you see this little pathway that goes up. Um, it's a, like a like a walk, like a catwalk of some kind. Uh, and there's little arches where you can walk underneath it except for um, the arch here only goes part way in before it's covered in rubble it's also worth mentioning that these these pieces here it's not immediately obvious 
Um, these are on the top. They are pillars that go up to the roof. And they're only on the one side. And then, um, you can see the statues that I was describing earlier. Um, there's one of these panes of <laughs> stained glass is shattered on the floor here. And light is streaming down. But what's crazy is that the hole that the light is coming out of is actually a really small hole, but it somehow amplifies when it exits. Um, there's some, there's gotta be some kind of a network of mirrors that goes up to the surface to cast light down through the stained glass pieces. I wanna look for anything cool. Being that we're down, you know, in the middle of the Shrike Temple, if there's anything noteworthy, either the, in the broken up bits of it or like, I don't know, investigating anything else cool in the room. The biggest thing that draws your attention, um, specifically you, Gob, uh, other than the aura that now surrounds Jackal, um, that you had also seen around Sabaton. It's like a weaker version of that aura. Um, the biggest thing that catches your attention here is that uh, a big glow. Uh, around somewhere around the altar that you recognize, uh, you also see that same glow coming off of the stones in, in Roran's staff. Um, so you recognize that that shard is in there. Okay. I'd tell the, the rest of the group something along those lines. I'd go towards the altar. Um, you cross underneath the archway, you get up to the altar, and you see the stone. Um... I guess real quick before we do this, is there anything anyone else wants to do? I did tell Roran to use the staff on the altar, so I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm just... I'd move up behind Roran to see exactly what's going to happen. What is this over over here? I don't know if you see my green circle. Do you see, oh, the... Um, or a red circle? I don't know what color it's, but... The statue in there? With yeah. Its, with its palm out? Yeah. Is yeah, there something it, in the palm, or is that just... That's you being able to see to the GM layer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No. That's like that time. The time with the yurt herders when I was like, uh, Roran, you're casting true seeing on myself. On yourself, man. Roran likes to see some see some shit. Uh, okay, so, Roran, this room comes into sharp focus, and the whole place is, uh, it's, like, filled to the brim with, um, with a divine energy. Um, Roran, excuse me, Gob, you can't really see what Roran's seeing, because it's, it permeates, um, past the, it's not quite the ethereal plane. This is, like, um a different kind of magic on a different plane but it's still permeating into the physical realm that Roran can see with the true scene. Um, Roran, you, do you put your staff into the altar? Yeah, I'll, wa I'll walk up to the altar and place a staff in. Okay. Um, as soon as you slide the staff in, you feel like there's been a connection made as all the gemstones glow really brightly uh, that are entwined in the, the branches of your staff. And then the divine energy in the room solidifies in a sense. Everyone can feel this. It gets really thick and soupy in here. Like, it's very difficult to, uh, to move. And you hear a, a laugh, just this, like, this deep rumbling. <laughs> and uh, Korak, you recognize your father's voice as he goes, 
I said, what the hell are you doing? And you all get blasted back out to here. A yellow barrier appears right here. Um, and the ethereal, like, true form of Garrisil appears on the other side of the barrier. Um, not a man in a suit. Um, not a tentacled horror, either. Just sort of this indescribable blob of divine energy. And, uh, and he, he looks... You can tell that he, he's looking in your direction. Uh, and he's like... Thanks for bringing these to me. I'll dispose of them now. And uh, we'll end there for tonight. Because uh, oh I, I know my. that Michael's got some work tomorrow. And <laughs> I would love to keep going. But I think the, that this fight's going to take a fair bit longer than the last one. <laughs> so the next game, Wait. I want to punch Death in the schnoz. Wait, who was, who was holding all the, all the, little, all the little rock? What? Has <laughs> staff, right? Which has all the gems. No, uh, we got busted back. Oh, okay. So the staff yeah. is still on the other side of the barrier, right? Okay, that makes more sense now. Yes. Ew. Yes. Ew. 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 Where's Wait, so could he not make a strength save to say, see if he held on to it when he got blown backwards? Uh, he could hold on to it all he wanted, but uh, it's not coming with. It's like glued in there. The nanigans. That yellow energy wall is made of. He, he might have held on to it, but he might he'd be leaving some fingers behind. <laughs> so Garrisel's on the other side of this yellow. So we can Yeah. Okay. Next Don't time. Don't worry, Roran. We we've got like probably some few spare fingers from the Warforged. We have a few spell slots left. So I won't have any parents left after next session. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I haven't had my parents for a lot of sessions, so deal with it. Right? <laughs>